Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics and you get sports. And we're going to be doing a little more comic stuff today. Uh, next week, we're going to get into the sports stuff. Uh, Craig will be back on. And we're going to do our over-unders for the NFL because football season's right around the corner. But today, we're going to be talking the Fantastic Four reboot directed by Josh Trank that came out a couple weeks ago. I finally got out to see it today. Um, and, uh, we're going to talk about it. Uh, and to get me through this one, uh, Rob Callflesh is here. Rob, say hi to everybody out there. How's it going? So you went to go see this movie, uh, opening weekend, opening weekend, opening night, opening night. So that was what last Friday, uh, two Fridays, two Fridays ago. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Two Fridays ago. So it's had two weekends. It has not done great. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't think it did very good the first weekend, and I can't imagine this no. past one was much better. Definitely not. Um, but actually, it's good since you saw it today. That means it made it to be in theaters a, a second, second weekend. weekend. Yes, yes. Because <laughs> after um, the first one, we thought it might not have. Yeah, I was concerned they might pull it, but um, I guess they did, because it is the summer lull, right? This is usually where uh, they kind of stick... Uh, the studios kind of stick their movies where they're like, they're hoping to make some movie or some money, but not yeah. necessarily all their money back. And they're definitely not going to make their money back on this one. Although I don't know how it's doing internationally, but I think this movie costs like 120 million or something to make. Oh, wow. Um, which you could see, cause there's tons and tons of CG in this movie, right? Like yeah. I don't I like, I can't even imagine just on doing, cause they did a completely 100% CG version of the thing. Yeah. And, uh, I can't even, I'll bet they won't even make the money they spent just animating the thing for this movie back. Yeah. Um, and this movie's been so poisoned that, like, um, I don't know if you know this or not, but the guy who directed this, Josh Trank, was um, supposed to get the Rogue Squadron movie. Okay. Yeah, he, he was... Um, he was scheduled to get... Uh, this, and because he got so much buzz, because, like, did you ever end up seeing... Uh, uh, oh God, what was his first movie? The, uh, oh God, why can't I remember it off the top of my head? Um, Chronicle, Chronicle. Did you see Chronicle? Chronicle, that doesn't ring a bell at all. No, Chronicle was the found, it was a found footage movie about uh, people with superpowers. So it was kind of like uh, Super 8 and uh, all those like found monster movie footage type things. Okay. But in this one, it was people who had uh, superpowers. No, I don't. Honestly, I don't think I ever heard of it. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. I did. I liked. Uh, I I did enjoy Chronicle. It was a lot of fun. I, I recommend Chronicle. This one, Chronicle had Michael B. Jordan in it. Yes, yes. Michael B. Jordan was. I, I guess I guess they liked each other because they they came back for this one. Although, I mean, we can get into the specifics of the film in, in a bit, but like this, like the fact that. There was so much stink around this movie that they, Disney just went like, because they initially were like, Josh Trank, he's, you know, getting a lot of, because he was getting a lot of buzz. If you were going through the timeline of this movie, yeah. uh, there was some positive buzz coming out of this movie. And then all of a sudden about in, uh, I don't know, around May of this year. Um, 
that was when it all started going to hell for this movie. Like, like the timeline for it was like, they were kind of getting like the teaser came out and everybody kind of got super juiced for this movie. And the teaser came out, I believe in like January and then around May, June, that area, that was when everyone, you know, kind of started, you, the actors and stuff started going into movies or, you know, going into interviews and saying, ah, this ain't going to be no good and stuff like that. <laughs> there was talk about uh, Josh Trank being like a nut bar on, on uh, when he was directing it. Like he was like, he kind of wasn't getting his way. And then like a petulant child. Now I don't want to tell tales oh. of school cause I wasn't there. And this, right. this could be like internet. Yeah. Bull dink. But you know, apparently he was like smashing stuff on set again wasn't there, don't know, just pass it on what I read on the internet. It was on the internet, take that for what it means. Internet stories of temper tantrums. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and then, like, around, I guess, whatever happened, Disney just went, nope. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, we're not giving them our, our first standalone Star Wars movie. We don't need that. <laughs> yeah, they, so, I don't know, man. I, I thought, like, I feel like Trank can probably bounce back from this one because i like chronicle but there's also a chance he could be like Zack snyder 2.0 and you kind of saw that in the style of this fantastic four because this is like much like Zack snyder this one has absolutely no color in it yeah the, like this movie i think i think the there, worst, there's a big grayscale. yeah and, and we're, we're gonna go ahead and say we, we should preface this with a spoiler alert we're gonna be spoiling the the fuck out of the new Josh Trank Fantastic Four. We watched it. And you know what? We're not even going to say spoiler. We watched it so that you don't have to. It's <laughs> basically what we're going to say. First but, spoiler, did you stay to the end of the credits like I told you not to? <laughs> no, we, I, we definitely did not because uh, we were hungry and we wanted to get out for something to eat. And I was so glad you told me that there was no PS sequence. So we just <laughs> walked right on out and went to, to get something to eat. Um, since you're the guest... Why don't you go ahead and, and uh, give your overall breakdown for the 2015 Josh Trank reboot of Fantastic Four? Uh, I probably should have actually thought about this beforehand. Um, going with like uh, our Crime Alley stuff and what you guys did with the good, bad, and the matter with the comics, I'm going to give it a meh minus. Yeah, okay. Um, overall... I did think it was better than the 2005 version. Yeah. I'm sure there were spots where it was worse than the 2005 version, but I just I can't really see where unless someone clearly points it out. Um, because visually, I thought this movie was great. It was really nice to look at, um, especially when it, they went to the, the other world. Um, did not care for the name of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, what did they call it? Planet Zero? or Planet, It was either Planet, just Zero or Planet Zero. Planet it's just Zero like, yeah. Which is dumb, because why didn't they just like, call it the Negative Zone? That's like, Planet Zero. You, there's other planets. Yeah, <laughs> like... Like, who fucking came up with that? Yeah, what a dumb name that was. Cause like, and they have like a, like a rich tapestry of Marvel stuff to steal from. And there is a Negative Zone that exists in... in Marvel, right? Oh, so they should have. They probably should have just went ahead and called it the Negative Zone, unless maybe they they couldn't. Because my thing was the entire movie. I was thinking like, boy, this would have been so much fucking better if they just morphed into like the Mojo verse, <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and they were just in Mojo's world. <laughs> and so it's like, 
because they own the rights to X-Men. They could easily do that, right? That was That'd like, be funny. Boy, what a way to improve the <laughs> movie that would be. Yeah. You came to see the Fantastic Four. Fuck it, we're going to have an X-Men movie. Yeah, <laughs> out of nowhere. And the Fantastic Four is going to be in here. A, for no reason, here's Hugh Jackman. <laughs> oh, God. Not for actually, no reason, for make... the reason. <laughs> but, uh, no, overall, like, I, I didn't think it was anything special. Um Nothing new. I, nothing new. Yeah, there, there's nothing new. I do think that um, if they want to get the Fantastic Four right, I think they have to just let Marvel take it. Yeah, it certainly seems that this movie really drove that, drove home that point. I think. Yeah. Now, did you like not having not read the Fantastic Four and all that? And I think I remember you saying you didn't either. So, well, I know some of the Fantastic Four, but I don't read it because it's I, I, it's one of my least favorites. Again, I don't know what they're doing with it in the Ultimate versions and the reboots and the new stuff they're doing now. But the yeah. old versions, it was very space heavy, right? Which is okay, but I mean, like. Not for my comic booky stuff. I don't really want like the Fantastic Four. Don't seem to be like aren't to me like the guys that should be in space. Right. You, you of course, neither that. are the X Men, and the X Men would constantly go into space and <laughs> yeah. fight like the Shi'ar Empire and stuff like that. And that, but that was okay. <laughs> and it was okay. But even then, I never really liked it because I was just like kind of like, damn, should the X Men be in space? You know? And I was just they were like, I'm glad they haven't done that in the movies where it's like the Shi'ar Empire comes back and it's like the Emkron Crystal and stuff. I mean, that stuff was okay, but like they, they did that in the animated series. But I remember even watching, even as a kid who loved that as like like religiously yeah anytime they did that i was like well they didn't do it like they did in the animated series they didn't yeah. do it in the movies yeah. but did they kind of i can't remember in the first x-men movie if they just threw it out there when they were in um the ship like going to the the, the cloaking and they pushed the button did it say shiar anywhere on that or am i well, just like if, if wanting them to say it there it might have. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't. That would be the only thing that I could think of oh, that man. even alluded to the fact that they went outer space. Oh, it might have. Um, I would have been. That would have been pretty cool. I, boy, if that's a thing that happened, I completely missed that. Yeah, I'm gonna but, go back again, and check that. Now. I might be making shit up. Yeah, it could be. Because <laughs> I do that from time. To if time. you're making it, if you're making it up, it sounds real enough to me. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. Like, I mean, it sounds like something that would have been pretty cool if it actually happened. Yeah. Um, but on, on the the note of like neither of us really reading and all that this movie uh when it ended i didn't see where it was going to have a clear sequel yeah because they like, kinda... this movie honestly seems like it could be a standalone movie yeah let it die and have marvel take it and actually try to do it for real yeah because they bring they... get another part of marvel into the world and they can basically do like an all-out well they're doing civil war but they could like you know, get to the point where it's a true civil war and have everything there. Yeah, because, I mean, they they basically killed Doc Doom, right? I mean, you could always make up some nonsense that he never actually died and, and bring him back, right? Well, but, even if he is alive, they um, the people left would just assume he's dead like they did the first time around. Yeah, exactly. Well, in the second one, though, or in the first one, in the Just Gobble, we at least got that post credit scene where the guy's, like, laptop glitched, and you were like, oh, he's going to be back. But yeah. like this one, he actually like disintegrates into a black hole. Which, yeah, that's you know, true. we could we could talk about how they get to that at the end of the movie. Quick, get Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, like he disintegrates <laughs> into us one day. He's actually. Yeah, it's some kind of. They were calling it a black hole, but it was like 
completely composed of light, which, I mean, I'm no science type guy, but I'm fairly certain light also ceases to exist in a black hole. So I'm not sure if that was the correct terminology, but, you know, that's just a minor quibble in, uh, and and I realize it's insane to complain about <laughs> the black hole in a movie where a dude turns into a giant rock monster, but I'm going to go there. Uh, but he got to walk around free and easy. Yeah, yeah, got, we finally got, got to see some. You got to see some thing rock cheeks in the back at For the end. For nigh fifty years, we've wondered if the if if the thing had a an orange dork and uh, an orange rock dork. But we've we and Josh Trank took it upon himself to answer, no, no, nope. he does not. <laughs> he is a Ken doll. And wouldn't that be the first thing you'd be pissed off about if you were the uh, thing? Like you'd be like, you'd be like <laughs> looking and you would have rock hands and be like. Oh my god, I have rock hands. Oh no, where's my dick? My dick is gone. And they'd be like, dude, you're a giant rock monster. I'd be like, I don't care. What happened to my dick? <laughs> oh, it's still there. It's just a little pebble now. <laughs> oh god, that would be the first thing I'd be pissed off about. That's a male. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't, because the Fantastic Four, the story for it, and the origin, their origin, original origin story is pretty dumb. Because the way it is, is, like... Well, the reason why it happened in this one's not much better. Although, they at least addressed it. I'll get to that in a second. Because, like, uh, Josh Trank in the first time, the one thing, the thing that I think is the highlight of this film, and people may disagree with me and think it was stupid, but Josh Trank at least addressed... I mean, it was kind of a little backhandedly, but they at least addressed in this film why they have their specific powers. Yeah. Right? Um, where they've never actually done that in any iterations of the Fantastic Four. It's never been like, why would, you know, Reed get the stretch ability and why would Johnny Storm get to turn into fire and Sue Storm? Like, they've never done that. Basically, what happens in the comic books, uh, Reed and Sue Storm are scientists, right? Right. And th they go up into space to chart some, you know, nonsense. And... For no reason at all, because when these characters were created, it was like the 40s or the 50s or something. So you didn't have to explain to people crap like why Ben Grimm was in space when he's not an astronaut or a scientist. Right. Same thing with Johnny Storm, because the explanation in the comics was always just like, oh, Johnny Storm's there because he's Sue Storm's brother. And Ben Grimm's there because he's Reed Richards' friend. They just brought him along for this dangerous space mission that... You know, maybe only three people on planet Earth should actually be participating in, right? Right. And then so they're flying around in their shuttle or whatever, and then cosmic rays or <laughs> whatever, you know, comic yeah. book nonsense that you can make up just so we get to the point. Colorful lines. <laughs> yeah. Gives them powers. And for some reason, you know, like Reed gets a stretchy power, Johnny Storm gets to turn into fire, and Sue gets to be Invisible Woman slash Force Field creator. And the thing just turns into an ugly rock monster for no reason. Yeah. In this, they at least sort of explained it because when they transport into Planet Zero, again, dumb name, uh, when they transport to Planet Zero and then, you know, shit starts to fall apart, when they get back in their little tube thing, because uh, it's this like little space pod uh, where you, it's got like four compartments and four people each get their own little pod and it transports them. Um, when they get in and like shit's going, they're like, oh, we can't close it and stuff. But like Ben Grimm, like a bunch of rocks fly into his. Right. And uh, Michael B. Jordan gets into his tube and then all of a sudden his tube catches on fire. And yeah. I, I didn't really catch what happened to Reed Richards and why he 
got his stretchy powers, but yeah, know, I don't really recall that. Why yeah, whatever. We'll go with this. And then Sue Storm was back at like the the command center, and when she so she was unprotected, and then when they morphed back the I don't know the beam of light that came when they morphed back, yeah. like hit her and gave her her invincible powers. And as dumb as that sounds, at least they fucking attempted to explain something, right? Because yeah. to, to explain like why they got their specific powers, that was the one part of the movie that I kind of got behind as I was watching it. Yep. No, and I agree with everything you just said there. My part about where it's still stupid is that they... Part of it is stupid. Part of it is like, okay, it makes sense because in comes the government. It's like, okay, and now we're going to send in like the real team. It's like, what? No. We did this. We're going through first. And then they got drunk and they went through. The part that I find truly stupid is, one, why Ben was there in the first place. Like, yeah. he gets drunk called, come on over, we're going to go do this. Yeah. It's like, no, for no reason, basically. Because the whole time up to this, I'm like, wonder how they're going to get Ben Grimm here. Because at first I'm like, oh, so he's going to this thing too. Oh, nope, he's staying back. Ben Grimm is the thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> but then they go through, they're drunk. So I guess it kind of supports the stupidity of what they're really doing there. Cause it's yeah. like, okay, we're here. Nice. Let's go climb down this. No idea what's going on. Are you really trained to do any, anything out there? Like I'd be dead. I know if I had to just put on a suit and go do anything like that, I almost guarantee I will die. Uh, yeah. And that's another thing. Like, and you have to be physically, able and they did kind of like do that they, they they tried to explain it away with a backhanded line where like ben grim goes are you guys physically able to do this like, yeah and they're well, just kind of like ah oh, don't worry about it we're scientists well it's <laughs> not only that but they were also drunk mm -hmm. <laughs> so physically they could have easily them, messed up one of the numbers right like that, even sober yeah even if they were physically able to but okay now they're drunk are you physically able to you yeah. can be the perfect specimen. You're you're intoxicated. Yeah. Not only that, are, but like, are you still able to do this? <laughs> they would have put the the time coordinates because there was no one there at the command center initially when they go through. Right. They could have easily drunkenly put in the wrong coordinate. Boy, that would have made for a much better movie. I think if they <laughs> yeah. drunkenly put in the the wrong coordinates. I mean, it is dumb to basically say that the main plot of this movie is predicated by. For some reason, at the beginning of the movie, um, the two of the world's most, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? To, I guess two of the most prolific scientific geniuses yeah. are randomly walking by what appears to be a 10th grade science fair. That was one of the things I wrote down. It's like, why was Dr. Storm and his daughter at that science fair. Yeah, like, were they... Because it was like, there were kids there performing. First off, why was Reed Richards there? Because Reed Richards was a grown-ass man. No, no, no. That, that was when he was still in school. But, like... Or are you just referring to it, it was still, like, a 10-year-old... Yeah, like it was... 10-year-old like, science fair. Yeah, it looked like a 9-year-old project. Like, like, there was a kid there next to it because they made a joke about the potato clock was there. Right. So there were still, like, 9-year-olds there performing, like, what you would have done in, like, a ninth grade... Science the baking, project, the baking soda volcano. Yeah, which would have been like the baking soda volcano or baking powder, whichever one it is. Yeah, well, God, like 
yeah, the baking soda volcano, the potato alarm clock, or and just like you know, like like taste versus smell, <laughs> you know, yeah. stuff like other stuff you can wrap your head around when you're ten. And Reed Richards is supposed to be this genius. And for some reason, he's at a 10th grade science fair going like, oh, I've miniaturized the transportation device and stuff. And like Dan Castellaneta is still busting his balls. About, like, not <laughs> You know what? You're, you're right. Because that scene happened and then he went to the special school. Yeah. And it was so. Oh, man. Because like just like that is a plot abyss. Like like there's plot holes and then like there's plot abysses. And that is a plot <laughs> abyss because like. <laughs> Like, why were they there? And I realize you got to go with it in order to have a fucking movie. But, like, that's yeah. a big stretch that, like, the two scientific geniuses. Although I did like that they name-checked the Baxter building at the beginning of the uh, the film, at the beginning of the film, once they went there. Yeah. But, like, other than that, it was like, Jesus, that's a stretch, right? That, like, these two like, <laughs> government <laughs> scientists are at this 10th grade fair, essentially just going, like, like, what conversation would they have had, like, before, right? Like, like, what was the character's name? Uh, the the father Storm, because I don't know if they've ever had Franklin Storm. I think was the yeah. character. Yeah, and that guy was awesome though, Reg Cathy. Uh, yeah, it, he did a fantastic job. God, I wish I had that guy's pipes. What a voice. Yeah. Um <laughs> He, but like, what conversation would he have had with Sue? Like, with Sue to be like, like to to convince Sue that she, that we need to go to this tenth grade science fair? They were like. Would she have been like, listen, we're putting, the, we're, we just don't have the finishing touches on our matter transporter. Yeah. So let's go to this 10th grade science fair for fun. Just clear our heads, you know, like, let's see some, you know, maybe seeing some original science will get us back to thinking where we need to go. And who knows, maybe we'll run into a, a child prodigy who has yeah. already finished our work for us, essentially. <laughs> and that is basically what happened. And it was like, oh my God, like that was a Fucking that, or maybe there's a maybe there's a Reddit or there's a subreddit of uh, teachers trash talking uh, science students, and he's a follower of one that's been trashing Reed since a very early age because every every teacher he's had apparently just shit all over his dreams. <laughs> yeah, like, and I would have went with that, like, because that's what they did. You said, did you see Ant Man? I did. Okay, so you saw Ant-Man, right? So, again, if you haven't seen Ant-Man, spoiler alert for Ant-Man here. But that's – they did that in Ant-Man where they said that Hank Pym was like – he's like, I've been watching you for a long time, Scott. And that was tough for me to swallow. But I bought that more than I bought that they were just randomly at a 10th grade science fair, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> but they essentially could have done the same thing, right? Like they could have had Reg Cathy do like a line where he just goes like – We've been watching you for a long time, Mr. Reed, or something like that. And or, that honestly would have made the most sense. Yeah, and that would and I'll that would explain like, why they were there, because they wanted to see what he was doing specifically, not wandering around. Yeah, and like, oh my god, like it was just like, well, this is a score, right? Like, <laughs> this guy's doing the same thing we are, and he's pretty much miniaturized, figured it out, but he just miniaturized it. It's like, oh my god, like that was, oh. That was dumb. I couldn't fall. I couldn't couldn't wrap my head around that. That was pretty bad. This movie also wasn't concerned, like it did not concern itself with the traditional three act structure that movies and TV are 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 
or that just that movies and like stories in general are meant to follow. Right? What was Tell the one story. comment you had? Uh, there was oh. some review is just like it's a hundred minute trailer. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> so are you saying trailers don't have three act structures? Yeah, that was essentially what it was. The most scathing review I went. I'll see if I can look it up real quick to see if I can. Because uh, uh, it was one of the guys from the Hollywood Reporter. I want to give the guy credit. Um. See if I can find it real quick. Oh, what was the guy's name? But like, essentially, his line—it was the most scathing review of a movie I'd ever heard in my life. And I think it was—it says I think it was Aaron Couch. Aaron Couch, I believe, was the name of the uh, the guy who who did Fantastic Four uh, or did the Fantastic Four review. If it's not him, then I'm sorry. I gave the credit to the wrong guy. But essentially, the guy's review—and this was the most scathing review that I'd ever heard, just one liner, I guess, that I'd ever heard. And the guy said, the guy's quote was, the Fantastic Four movie feels like a 100-minute trailer for a movie that never happens. And I was just like, oh, my God, <laughs> that is so brutal, right? And I was just like, that's like that's like one of the worst things that you could ever – like if I made – like if I was Josh Trank and I made Fantastic Four and I heard that, I'd be like, oh, God got tagged on that one <laughs> like there's no comeback for that like that was a brutal line and i watched that movie with that line in my head thinking that is the most accurate depiction of this movie yeah it honestly is and i yeah. want to give credit to that guy i hope aaron couch was the guy who actually wrote that line but i remember it was one of the dudes from the hollywood reporter if it wasn't him i'm sorry i got the name mixed up but like that's exactly what it feels like because there's no three-act structure to this is there like if you watch this movie we're Ooh, excuse me. We're just kind of going along, and then all of a sudden, it's the end. Like it was yeah. so weird. Like you never. There was no kind of like rise and fall, or, or or you know, it like there there was no concern about building up to a climax, right? It was just all yeah. of a sudden because we didn't even meet the villain until because I mean, you did the Fantastic Four commentary with me on the Jessica Alba, the the first one in yeah. two thousand five, and that one like. Uh, the, the Doom character, it's the same thing where the Doom character is there, but he's not Doc Doom until the last like five minutes of the film. Yeah, they obviously didn't want to, you know, mess with history. It was like precedence has been set. It's like just have Doom do his thing at the end. I guess. And like every, both of the movies, they did the exact same thing where it was like, we've got to put Doc Doom. We've got to say Doc Doom was a part of the team before. Yeah. And then he's just the guy who gets messed up and becomes the bad guy, right? Yeah. And that's really dumb. Like, they've got to stop yeah. doing that. Like, they really, really have to stop doing that because it's just not working. I, and, had, I had no idea who Doc, uh, like, who was playing Doc Doom going into this movie. So when actors were showing up on the screen, I'm like, so who's, who's Victor here? Like, I don't have the slightest clue until they actually, you know, mentioned him and show him I'm like oh oh that's him well the i honestly thought they were going to pick somebody like even though like all the fantastic four were like in their early 20s or teenage late teens or whatever um i still in my mind was just picturing doom being somebody in his like late 30s early 40s like i don't know trying to do something like either if it was like the the first one like some huge business owner and uh 
running shit. I don't know. Yeah, and I, they, I just didn't expect a, a team. Yeah, and they never do him as like they, they there's always just like because they didn't even say the word Latveria in this movie. All they mentioned is like someone like lifts a file and it has Doc Doom's name on it, and then it says like Victor Von Doom, and then below it says like location, comma Latveria, right? So right. Yeah, you're like, right. I don't think they did ever mention they it. Ne- but they never said the word Latveria. And in the other movie, in, in the... Uh, they had it at the very end. Yeah, in the in the Alba thing, they had the guy who just says, maybe you should go home to Latveria or whatever. Like, no, that's right. So backhandedly. And the guy who was playing him, um, I believe his name's Toby Kebble or Cable. I don't know how you pronounce his last name. Uh, the only thing I remember him from is he was in... Uh, Dawn of Planet of the Apes. Other than that, I have no idea about his work. But he, to me, looked like a poor man's Zachary uh, Quinto. Yeah. Okay. okay. So I wasn't the only one that saw that then. Yeah. That he looked exactly like Siler, right? He looked like yeah. a, he looked like a poor man's Zachary Quinto. That's that's what what I'm that that was the vibe I was getting from him. And, and like based on like age of the character and all that, yeah. I would have liked to see Siler in there. Maybe. Yeah. Why not? I mean, he was all right. Like, yeah, I, he did fine, but it's yeah, just... Yeah, I don't want to spit in his face or anything like no, that. Yeah. Say he was I just, the reason this movie sucked. I think it would have been a little true. better if the characters weren't teens. Yeah. I think if they were a little older. Well, because that's the thing, right? Because Reed Richards is always supposed to be like old man Reed, and then Sue Storm is, always, is supposed to be like one of the most motherly figures yeah. in all of comic books, even though I think she's one of the worst representations of females in comic books again don't know what they're doing whether in the new stuff but yeah. the old stuff her character's yeah. abysmal and if i was female i would be like well this is horseshit um well this sue storm was certainly not motherly and no, this reed richards we did not get the origin of the side no and could not have been yeah we did not get the side <laughs> origin in this one like we did in the last one and would you say that miles teller was rushing or dragging in this movie <sighs> depends on the scene <laughs> He phoned this. I felt like, like, do you, do you feel like they started phoning this movie in? Because the movie got, like, the actors got weirdly lazy in the back half of that film. Yeah. It makes me wonder if the script or anything, if there was, well, I maybe, think, maybe I, if all those rumors were true with, true. Uh, with yeah. Frank that the script got rewrote. Because, I mean, Richards just disappears for a good 40 yeah. minutes. Yeah. And, like... It's, it, and the movie's like, not that long. <laughs> it feels like they all got a little soured. Yeah. Like, you could kind of feel like they all got a little soured at the end. Because even, like, the end when, like, Miles Teller... Miles Teller's biggest line in this movie was him going to Doc Doom when going, I am smarter than you. And it was, and I remember going, listen, I don't like Fantastic Four, but Reed Richards would never say anything as smug and douchey as going, I am smarter than you or something like that, too. Because that was always that was always one of the things that was I kind of liked about Fantastic Four about how because Doom and Reed are both scientists, right? And the one thing Reed could never do is Reed always blames himself for turning Ben Grimm into the thing, and then his whole yeah. character arc is I want to fix my friend because it's my fault that he's like this and I can never do it. And there's been a couple instances in the comic where Doom has figured it out. And he's been able to, you know, fix Ben Grimm, you know, and always temporarily, right? Right. But there were instances where he would fix Ben Grimm and he would kind of lord it over. And it was and it was Doc Doom doing that smug, like, 
you know, dictator type thing where he was, where he was like, I'm going to fix Ben Grimm, but I'm not going to fix him because I'm a good dude. I'm going to fix him because it'll like mentally destroy Reed Richards. Right. Because I'll be able to do the one thing he could never do. And that was always really awesome. So for like to have a petty Reed Richards, you know, go, I am smarter than you. It's just to me, I'm just like, that's, I don't know. That's like Batman. Like to me, that line is Reed Richards version of, Michael Keaton going, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. <laughs> in the, in the <laughs> Batman movie, right? Where it's just like, yeah. wow, that is so off center for that particular character. And I just, I don't know. I mean, not only that, but he also had the re, I, I don't know why they did. They didn't for some reason. I'm not sure if Miles Teller can grow a beard or not. But that was easily the worst passing of time beard in the history of movies. And I don't know why, if that was him saying, no, I can grow a beard and then he can't really grow a beard. I don't know why they didn't put at least some fake stubble on him or something. That was pathetic. If if that's really you, Miles Teller, don't ever do that again. As a, as, as a man with a beard, I will not stand for that kind of disgrace again. That I don't know. Like, I can't believe that wasn't a studio note, to be honest with you. I would have been yeah, like... It was a year, like one year past. Yeah, because it was supposed to be... They put that up. They blacked the screen, and in white letters, it says one year past, right? And it was like, he had the worst all-time, like... Because in this movie, basically, Reed Richards escapes... Like, after they get the powers, the government brings him in, and then holds him, uh, kind of, because the government's trying to figure out their powers and stuff like that. And Reed is the one who escapes. And... The other three stay there and it does a black light. It goes black and it says one year later, and which is the way for them in this movie to time skip it so that there's um, they don't have to do a controlling their powers montage. Right. This is their way of, OK, it's a year later. They know how to control their powers. Now we can get on with the film, even though they don't actually do anything until the last five minutes where they finally fight Doc Doom. Yeah. And during the time, Reed Richards is going all over the. You know, I guess, was it South America or was it uh, parts of Europe? I don't remember exactly. But uh, yeah, I don't remember. Basically, he's in some uh, Hispanic countries and he's keeping himself low key, but he's been away for a year. And then you see Miles Teller and he's got like the worst 12 year old trying to grow a mustache for the first time (laughs) you've ever seen in your life. And I just I couldn't believe that wasn't a studio note of either make him clean shaven or just put some fake stubble on him or something. Cause like that was ridiculous. Took me right out of the movie. Just, I don't know. Didn't take me out of the movie. <laughs> it was just like, that's Were crazy. you in the movie in the first place? No, I was, I don't think I was ever in there. Although is this really a 9% on rotten tomatoes? Did it go up? Oh, I don't know. Let's look it up. Let's, let's last I heard it was at, I think when we were doing the Crime Alley stuff, it was... So that would have been a week ago. It was down... To, I think it was an 8. Okay, see, that's too low. This is not an 8 movie, right? Like, like 8 movies are meant for, like, completely abysmal... Yeah, it's sitting at 8. The tomato meter right now for the Fantastic Four is sitting at 8. It's not an 8%. This it's, is... it's harsher than I would give it. That's but... way harsh. Like, at a 10, what would you give this? A 4? Yeah... You know, like it's it should be maybe a, it should be like forty percent because like this movie has maybe a three, but not lower than that. Yeah, it's not an eight. The eights eights are reserved for nonsense like uh, 
um, The Last Airbender, like M. Night yeah. Shyamalan's Avatar movie, where that movie not only was a horrible disgrace to everything that that um, source material was, but it was also like the acting was terrible. The like the sets were terrible. The CGI was terrible. Like like yeah. everything about that movie was terrible. Not everything in this movie is terrible. It's got some. You got some decent CGI. I mean, it's the plot is not concerned with, you know, it's it doesn't move the way a movie should actually move, which, you know, like really hurts your ability to actually watch it. Yeah. But and yeah, the, the the actors get a little soured and they they phone in a couple of scenes, but like they don't phone it in to the point where you're like, Jesus Christ, these people are terrible. Yeah. But I mean, it's not a freaking. This is not an eight percent. It's not a good movie. I don't want to say that. It's not a good movie, but it's not <laughs> a eight percent. It's not eight percent terrible. Like you can sit down and watch this movie. I think. Whereas, like I could watch this movie a second time. Whereas I'm yet to be able to watch a single frame of Airbender since I saw that. <laughs> yeah, I tried to do that again, and I couldn't get past. We'll five do minutes. it again because we'll do a a skating. <laughs> commentary track to that whole we're gonna have to like strap ourselves to the chairs to yeah, do that one. Clockwork, like, orange. Cannot clockwork orange style we'll just yeah. set up headsets and pry our eyeballs open in straight jackets so we can we'll know. do it in studio so we can have carly come in and, hit play. It's like, and we can scream at her it's on please turn it off <laughs> oh man but like because you know what other you know what other movie came out this week um like I'm looking at I'm looking at uh, the, the the top box office they've got going right now. Um, like that vacation movie, that like the 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 National Lampoon Vacation. All this one that doesn't even have the National Lampoon label. The National Lampoon mo- movie is 28 percent on Rotten Tomatoes right now. There is no way that, that vac- I've seen the previews for that vacation movie, and Ed Helms is not funny. I'm sorry. There is no way that vacation movie is 20% better than this Trank Fantastic Four movie. So I got to that. Like this movie, there's no way this is in, like, this is an 8%. I don't know how you get an 8% on Rotten Tomatoes with like when you've actually shot a full length film on, you know, like we're, uh, God, like it's, it's just, it's not Last Airbender bad. I'll say that. It's not worst comic movie of all time bad. It's not even the worst Fantastic Four movie of all time. Yeah, it's probably actually, ironically enough, this is probably the best Fantastic Four movie of all time out of the out of the four that we've got. Right. Actually speaking of that, because I can't remember if I brought it up before. I know I didn't bring it up when we did the the Fantastic Four commentary because I had only watched the the first one. I didn't rewatch the Rise of the Silver Surfer. No reason to. But no, until no, I know, I know com- there's no reason. Until to. we have to do a commentary <laughs> for that one again. <laughs> There is I know, no reason to but since it. we did the uh, the commentary, then uh, I saw like the honest, either the honest trailers or like some other thing where it was talking about the Fantastic Four movie, and I was like, okay, I, I watched that, and then I saw a whole bunch of clips. I'm like, that wasn't in that. It's like, oh, it's spliced in stuff from Rise of the Silver Surfer, and almost every one of those scenes, I'm like, what the fuck? That was in the second movie. Does, and, and the specific scene that I'm thinking about is apparently they're all in the club and Reed yeah. Richards oh. super stretched out, like God. busting a move. I'm like, 
what the hell am I watching? Yeah, that was so I bad. Was that clip, I'm like, I have no recollection of seeing that when I watched yeah, Rise of the Silver Surfer. That I was clearly blanked gross. out. I must have just blacked out everything that I thought was garbage and remembered like a couple of scenes. Yeah, because like that's cool. Like Silver Surfer going through the buildings and all of that. It's like okay. And then that must be the only thing I really remember about Yeah, that, that movie peaks at that moment when Silver Surfer first arrives on Earth and then, like, does the thing where he morphs through the one side of the building and then comes out the other side. And uh, Chris Evans goes, oh, now that is cool. That move, That's the one good part in Rise of the Silver Surfer. And that um, honestly might be the only thing that I can accurately remember. Yeah, because... Galactus being a cloud. I, yeah, oh, God, get another goddamn cloud base. Although they were the first ones to do it, I think, the cloud base. Yeah, villains. I don't know why they did this. I wonder if that's what this like. Because just flipping around through IMDb here while we've been talking, I saw that apparently it's announced that there's a Fantastic Four too. Yeah. Well, so makes they, me they, wonder they, if they're going to do something with Galactus or whatever. maybe. I mean, well, Fox announced it before the eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Obviously. Oh. They, oh. They, okay. They announced it oh, when it they been post. <laughs> yeah, they were announcing when they were getting. Um, some decent buzz. They were like, this is going to be big, we're going to do it, and then the bad buzz started, and then people saw the movie, and oh, I guess we're so disgusted that they give it an 8% on Rotten Tomatoes. Again, don't think it should be 8%, but like, I mean, I was kind of duped, because I mean, I listened to Kevin Smith's Fat Man on Batman podcast, and he did a, what was supposed to be a three-part, sorry, a four-part, because for Fantastic Four, so he was going to do a four-part interview with Josh Trank. Okay. And he did three out of the four parts, and he's yet to release the fourth part. So I don't know if it's just pr production problems with, like, maybe if he's, I don't know if Kevin Smith already has it recorded. Yeah. And uh, just whatever for whatever reason, they're, they're, they're holding, maybe they're waiting for this to go away before they release the fourth part. Or maybe Trank was going back for, like, separate parts and is yet to come back to face the music on the fourth part after, you know, the movie came out. But like yeah. the first three parts, I was listening to it and I loved his interviews with he, cause he was basically telling his story about how, you know, he, he when he was young and he got interested in music and stuff or music, got interested in movie making and stuff. And when he was in high school, he would, you know, he was big into like audio visuals and stuff like that. Yeah. And I listened to it, and then in the third part, he started talking about the Fantastic Four and why he liked the comic book and stuff, and I was just like, well, I completely disagree with why he likes the Fantastic Four, because I think they're stupid, but this guy <laughs> seems to know what he's talking about. I was completely fooled, because he seemed to know what he was talking about, and everything that he was saying, I was like, yeah, okay, I can get behind that, and then why he was like, I, want, I guess he was fighting with the studio over wanting to make Johnny Storm black and stuff like that. And I'm like, good yeah. for you, man. Go taking chances like that. Just listen to what he was saying on the podcast. And I was just like, this, this could be a good flick. And I remember thinking, this guy seems to know what he's talking about. And, you know, they gave him the star Wars franchise. So obviously people believe in him. And he did that yeah. cool short, you know, uh, star Wars video that he got famous for on YouTube or whatever first. And yeah, I was just completely, <laughs> completely fooled. And, and I liked Chronicle, too. And then when I saw this movie, I was just like, man, I just, I don't know if he wrote this script or whoever <laughs> did, but it just, it, 
it was not concerned with telling a story, right? Like you just kind of go along with these guys. And then at the end, you know, they stop a laser beam that's shooting into the sky. That's yeah. sucking stuff into the sky. It's just, and the, the part, uh, with like basically the storm family being black and Sue being adopted. I had no issues with that. No, it's like, sure. I, they, it seemed perfectly fine to me. Yeah, I'm like, go with it. I don't care. It's awesome. Yeah. Like, let's get some some. Like, I, I honestly, I it never even thought twice. No, me neither. I was like, because I remember um, when they first cast Sam Jackson as uh, Nick, Nick Fury, Fury, and I was just like, because um, initially the because uh, there there is the because the ultimate uh, like I remember thinking it was awesome because the alternate Nick the ultimate version of Nick Fury. Is, is based right off of Sam yeah. Jackson, right? There so, are likeness rights, I believe. So, yeah, so I was like, perfect. Because um, I would have been pretty pissed off if they, I remember being happy that they cast Sam Jackson as Nick Fury instead of getting like, because it would have been so easy for them to be like, let's pay Clint Eastwood a shitload of dimes and have him be like the old grizzled, yeah. you know, white, uh, like, you know, and Clint Eastwood is awesome as well. And he would be terrifying. And he would have been terrifying, and he would have kicked ass as Nick Fury, too. But, like, it just would have been kind of like, you know, oh, man, they really had a chance to do something awesome there. And they went, they, they took the easy way out and did, like, you know, generic white, yeah. you know, military guy. But they didn't. They went with Sam Jackson, which, you know, has worked out for the better. And then they yeah. tried to do something here. It just, like, it didn't work out. I mean, when maybe he gets a sequel and Michael B. Jordan's back. And I like Michael B. Jordan, and I can't wait to see him as Creed. Have you seen the preview for that one? Uh, no. He is playing, they're doing a, uh, um, he's doing a boxing movie that comes out in November and it was a movie you did not know you needed, Rob. He's <laughs> playing Apollo Creed's son. Oh, really? Yeah. And th- like, once this podcast's over, I suggest you check out the, and, and those listening to do the same thing. If you haven't seen it, check out the preview for Creed. Cause basically, uh, he, he's getting trained by Rocky in this one. And because there's this really cool scene where it shows um, Michael B. Jordan's in like a random diner somewhere. And there's all sorts of, you know, black and white photo, like framed photos of boxing at this diner. Yeah. And one of them is the still photo of the Rocky, the fight from Rocky and uh, in Rocky two, right. The rematch. Yeah. Yeah. And then at the end of Rocky two, you remember they, they have the secret fight and he goes like, you know, you want to ring the bell Apollo? And he goes, ding, ding. Right. And then, (laughs) So we, the audience, know that there was a secret third fight, and then Michael B. Michael B. Jordan is like looking at this photo in the uh, in the trailer, and he goes, "Hey, I heard that there was a secret third fight between you two. And then out of the shadows steps Sly Stallone, right? And it's like, <laughs> "Oh my God!" <laughs> and he goes, uh, "How'd you know about that? Nobody knew about that fight." And he goes, and Michael B. Jordan turns and he goes, "Well, Apollo's my father." <laughs> and then it was just like, "Oh my God!" <laughs> Uh, and yeah, just, so I'm rooting for Michael B. Jordan. I hope, I hope that Creed ends up being much better than this. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know what else to say about this movie other than just, I mean, the biggest problems with it were, we we could just keep ripping on it. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I don't know what else, I don't know what there is good to say. I'm trying to think of, well, I mean, the CG looked good. Like it didn't look terrible. No, it, it, it did look good. I thoroughly enjoyed it when they did, um, when they did go to zero. Yeah. Like, it looked great. Um, I just thought some of the actions there were, were stupid. Yeah. What did you think of their version of Doc Doom? At first, I really liked it. And then, I mean, it's 
getting all with appearances, so it's you know not necessarily the best thing you should do. But it's just like your eyes are just kind of weird right now because <laughs> they looked fine, and then it's like did they just move closer together and whatever? But I thought it was a really cool idea that when he touched whatever that uh, metallic alloy was, and then it just kind of engulfed him, that his suit became a part of his body. Like, it just kind of melted, and it's like half the suit, the rest of it's him. It was it was definitely it, a better reason than they did in the, in the 2005 one. Oh, where, where it just the, puts where, on his... Yeah, the dude from Nip Tuck just has a mask, an evil bad guy mask for some reason. Yeah, here's the just super like, scary mask from yeah. friends in Latvia. <laughs> and just decides, well, I'm a bad guy now. I might as well just put this on, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, it, it was a much better reason for him to be like that. Um, I liked it better when he went back and, you know, put on his uh, half cloak and all of that good yeah, stuff. Yeah, that I was... Really he looked so much better there. But when where they... Where did he get that, when, though? That's a good question. Yeah, like, where did he get that? Like, it it's wasn't a like... very good question where he got any of that stuff. Like, it would have been, yeah, like, it would have been cooler if he just, like, killed a guy wearing, like, a hoodie or something, and then was like, ooh, this is pretty cool, we'll put yeah. this on. Ah, but he had that from zero, and whatever, I think he had a staff or something there? Yeah, I don't know, but, something, um, another thing that didn't make any yeah. sense. But what bugged me was, okay, so they go to this other planet the second time, this time when the other team goes, and they see it's like, oh, there's there's somebody off in the distance. It looks like they're coming towards us. Nobody thinks this like, is it even possible that Doom could have survived? They didn't they saw him fall into whatever. It's another world. Nobody knows. Now maybe that's just because I'm part of the audience and we clearly know he's not dead. But did it not ever cross any of their minds? Yeah, that's a. Although they were just kind of like, well, I guess they assumed he fell into the abyss, and he was also gone for like a year at that point too, which is another thing where it was like, well, I guess they explained it where like, because Doom says some nonsense about the planet sustained me or something yeah. like that, right? And uh, you know, it's like the planet sustained me and kept me alive, and now I'm going to protect you it from you or protect you or yeah, protect it from you or something, which. Well, he was. I'll go with. He was always against um, anybody going to this other planet to harvest it for its resources. Yes, that's true. Um, so at least that's still in line with his character. True. He's not like, just hogging it for himself because now he needs it to stay alive. And I was really glad because they looked like they were going to pursue it at the beginning of the movie, and then they didn't. They looked like they were going to pursue the same stupid thing again that they did because they, they lifted a lot from the 2005 one from this. And yep. another one they lifted was at the beginning of the movie, Doom is clearly, because Doom's part of the science team that's building this matter transporter. Doom clearly has a thing for Sue Storm. And yeah. then <laughs> he does like the most petty, like 15 year old. Cause he was supposed to be kind of like a, like a rich nerd shut in. Yeah. Uh, or like a, like a who's, or like, Basically, that Doc Doom was a virgin. He was a virgin at that point, right? Like, he... Yeah. he and... Parents' basements, so Yeah, he was parents' Because you saw him. You actually see him by himself in what is essentially his parents' basement with, you know, like a neck beard and a... 
you know, long hair, like long scraggly hair. And he hadn't showered and he had like Google Glass on. It was like playing Mortal Kombat on one screen while typing, you know, like yeah. with the other on his several computers. <laughs> oh God, that was so bad. But like Doom is clearly infatuated with Sue Storm, much like he was like the Nip Tuck guy was in the yeah. 2005 one. And then you see uh, Reed and Sue are hanging out later. Reed and Sue get a little, you know, close and, and you can see that something's, uh, something's a brew in there and Doc Doom sees it and he's like, and then he calls Reed over and goes, Reed, you're being very unprofessional. You know, we're supposed yeah. to just be part of the team. And it was like, really? I remember that part of the movie <laughs> bummed me out. Cause I remember thinking, really, we're doing the doc doom likes we're, we're, we're going to go with the, and I realized it's like a very primal, like old school, like storytelling device kind of a thing where it's like, you know, two men fighting over a woman and one of them gets spurned. So he becomes the bad guy. You know, it's, 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 yeah. it's a trope that has been used many times before and we will use many times again, but in the comic book movies where it's now 2015 and we've got tons of really good comic book movies. Do we really have to go backwards and do the whole, ah, you know, we were both after the same chick and she picked you over me. So I'm a bad guy now. And they looked like <laughs> they were going to pursue that because they were planting the seeds at the beginning of the movie, but then they yeah. never, they, for whatever reason they chose, and I'm glad they didn't because it was, I mean, it's dumb now because they planted those seeds at the beginning of the movie and then did nothing with them. Honestly, but, it's maybe they did do something with it and then they just cut it. And that's why it ended up being a hundred minute movie. That's possible because it just, it wasn't, it was, I'm glad they didn't because it's 2015. I don't want to see. Yeah. Reed Rip, Doc Doom be like, ah, Sue Storm pick Reed Richards over me. Now, so now I'm going to be a bad guy. Cause it's just, come on, man. Like, I know. <laughs> and it's probably about the same guy who wrote the line. Like it's, it's cause somebody got paid to write the line. Oh God. What was it? Um, somebody got paid to write the line. Was there it? is no victor. Only doom. It's <laughs> like, Oh my God. <laughs> That's something that the Saturday morning cartoon Doc Doom would have said, right? Yeah. Like, oh, my God, really, dude? Like, there is no, there is only doom. It's just like, okay, that's what somebody got paid to write that line. Uh, I don't know. You got anything else to add to about this? Uh, anything good? Can you think of anything good? I mean, we, 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 I mean, I, ha we I shit have, this movie's mouth. I have other I things that I could say that are bad or just like kind of throw them out there. Funky, but, um, let me just uh, scroll. Through. Oh, yeah, I like all my notes in my phone because I didn't rewrite them. Um, <laughs> the one thing that I laughed at, because to me it just seemed really out of place for in a movie or even a TV show or anything, was the reason that Sue wanted her headphones all the time. Yeah, because, because the music helped her um, think focus. Uh, okay. To, decide, to discern patterns and all of that. And I think it's been scientifically proven that that does not work. Well, even still, whatever her reasoning was, mm. I can kind of see part of it only because in one of the music courses that I took in university, like one of the things that we learned about is like that as you listen to music, you expect certain things. So with expectations, mm. okay, with expectations, maybe you're trying to find patterns in things because you're expecting this. You're trying to find the pattern that something follows. That's about the closest I can get to it for why that was even mentioned. It just seemed like 
okay, we need more shots of Kate Mara with her headphones on so we can just be right on. Yeah, we got to get that Beats by Dre money. Yeah, that's really the only thing that I could think of. I don't know. But because, I mean, like, isn't it, like, again, I don't want to just poke a completely obligatory hole in this movie. But like, <laughs> No, but it's going to be hard not to. I'm not a smart guy by any means. But I'm fairly certain I've read somewhere that it's been scientifically proving that listening to music does not help your brain process information. Like, I'm, I'm fairly certain they've done studies where it's like, if you read a page of something, just reading it, your brain can process it and remember it better than if you put on these headphones and just listen. And you could, you're not necessarily listening to like speed metal or anything like that, but you're just listening to, you could be listening to classical, something soothing or whatever. And then if you try to process that same information, you won't remember as much of it because you were less, because your brain is half distracted because you're listening to other stuff. Right. Uh, I, I, yeah, I can agree with that. The only thing, it depends on what, the, the whole context is because yeah. for me personally, if I'm listening to something new, I'm probably listening to that. But yeah. if I'm listening to something that I've listened to like a hundred times over and not blasting, like it's just on. Yeah, it just becomes white noise. I'm use, I, exactly. I'm using it as white noise to drown out everything else. Yeah. So if that's the reasoning, then yes. Yeah. I can, I can get behind. Her reasoning to put on the headphones to help her focus makes complete sense because I mean, I do that. Um, I do that at work. If I need to focus on stuff, I'm going to put on my headphones. I'm going to put on some music and which basically means I'm ignoring everybody around me yeah, until I get this but done. I'm, exactly. Like, you know, shit needs to get done. And if people keep distracting me, it's not going to happen. So, but it's not like I'm the only one you walk around the office and it's like, Oh yeah, half the people have headphones on. <laughs> wish I could do that at my job. So. <laughs> uh, um, but it's definitely with things that you already know. So it's just more of, yeah. you're just using like subconscious muscle memory to even hear it. Like, yeah, you're not processing to me. Stuff. I don't even have to have music on very loud. Like I can have it barely audible. If I can catch a little bit of it, I can hear it all because my brain just does the rest. Yeah. And that makes sense. But, um, do you have anything else, or do you do you want to get to a uh... something positive? <laughs> you, got, you got a positive thing? Throw a positive thing. I don't, I don't, I don't think it. I have anything positive. Uh-huh. Uh, I enjoyed the Goosebumps trailer that was before it. <laughs> oh, you want? To, I didn't even get a Goosebumps trailer. That's pretty awesome. I got. Uh... Oh yeah, my trailers were uh, Goosebumps and um, Deadpool, and yeah. I, <laughs> it's like Goosebumps. Like, I enjoyed that. I wouldn't mind seeing it. Don't know if it's going to be any good, but I think I'll enjoy it. And then the dead, tri- uh, the Deadpool trailer. I'm like, hmm. I think Matt would get some rage going off this again. <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't even the Red Band trailer too, because Carly. No, it couldn't it. be the Red Band. It was funny because I went to go see this with Carly today, and uh, Car- um, Carly was like, "Oh, I didn't watch that preview you told me to watch." <laughs> and I go, "Goosebumps," and she goes, "No." And then I go, "Oh, Empire season two." which I'm looking forward to, <laughs> but uh, she goes, no, 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 not that. One of the other superhero ones. And I go, Oh, Deadpool. Cause I wanted to get her opinion on it as a person who knows nothing about Deadpool. And it was like, okay. I wanted to get a take on someone who isn't jaded already. Isn't jaded already. And also would have absolutely no preconceived thought going into that. You know, th- like someone who didn't know what Deadpool was, would they think that that, but like, 
would they think that that was all right? And yeah. actually, the 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 non red band trailer showed a couple extra. I mean, I don't want the last five minutes of this pod to just turn into me ripping on Deadpool. (laughs) The non-Red Band, because it was a Red Band trailer, and they couldn't show him, you know, blowing dudes' heads off and stuff like that. Or swearing. (laughs) Or swearing. So they added a couple of other scenes, and I was just like, they are really making some lowbrow, family guy-esque bottom of the barrel no thought into it no creativity whatsoever into it yeah jokes for like six-year-olds man and i'm just like god damn it like yeah why is this guy so this he is the lit like there is no denying i don't think the hardest hard most hardcore deadpool fan could deny that Deadpool is the Larry the Cable guy of fucking comic <laughs> book characters. Like, he is, like, lowest common denominator, and he's so fucking popular. Like, his popularity is inexplicable. Like, it's I, just... I'm surprised that oh. they have... Uh, since there is a Red Band trailer, so obviously the rating of this movie is going to be R. Oh, it's absolutely R. It's it, They've already um, said it's it's absolutely R. Which I'm, is su- why... I'm surprised they then have a Green Band trailer... That they're showing in movies that aren't R-rated. Yeah. Well, they got to try to get that audience in there somehow, right? Because it's going to be tough. I'm just, the way that I see it, because uh, Deadpool, is it done by Marvel? No. it's. I I didn't think so, because like, that doesn't seem like Disney would do. Which is why it was, which is why it was in front of Fantastic Four. Right. right? Okay. Um, Because I was going to say, it's like, do you really need to actually hype up a superhero movie these days i don't know but i mean it's it's but i suppose based on how fantastic four did i don't know if it's just lack of hype lack of people caring about the fantastic four or maybe that it's not marvel and fox also hasn't got any of the non-x-men movies right and they haven't even got all of the x-men movies right they've only got about half of the x-men movies yeah so it's well, actually, that's not true. I mean, how many X-Men movies have we had? We've had six X-Men I was going movies. to say five, but then there's a bunch of Wolverine ones. Yes, yeah, we've had six. There's X-Men 1, 2, 3, then the two new ones, Days of Future Past, and First Class, and then the Origins. And really only Well, X-Men. then there's also the Wolverine. Yeah, and X-Men Origins Wolverine. So that's six. No, that's seven. Is it? I thought I could... Uh, uh, three from the original X-Men. So that's three. One, two, three. Then there's two for the reboot. And then X-Men Origins Wolverine. So that's six. And the Wolverine. Oh, right. Good call. Okay. You're right. You're right. So seven. Uh, Silver Samurai. Right, right. I that, think there was only two. Wolverine. block the memory out of that one. Um, so you're right. So there's seven X-Men movie, and they've got four out of seven right. So that's four out of, you know, so that's four wins, three losses in, in all the X-Men movies. So that's not a great ratio. I'm going to just guess that the ones they got right then were X-Men's 1, 2, First Class, and Days of Future yes. Past. Okay. Yeah. X-Men 3, like, and then the I two. can't imagine you would say the other three, no. any part of those. Were yeah, right. X-3, and then the, the two Wolverine standalones were, were abysmal. But I, like, I don't know. If you're one of the many Deadpool fans out there, I think you're a little bit nervous. Plus that R rating is going to stop them from making money, I think. Because, I mean, if you look, if, like, I think a good comparison for this movie is going to be Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim was a really good... So good. Scott Pilgrim <laughs> was so good, but it didn't make money, Rob. Didn't it? No, it did not make money at the box. Um, 
Uh, oh, that's too bad. It was that was a fantastic. Oh, movie. it's a fantastic movie, but you could. It was only. It was too fanboy specific, right? Like the small section of the populace, which included you and me, yeah, that knew what Scott Pilgrim was, watched that movie and absolutely loved it because it was dead nuts on, right? Like they nailed that comic. I find that's that's really interesting because I didn't read the comic until I saw that there was a movie. I, oh I, yeah, and, and so it's like I saw the movie. Like, I saw the trailer. I'm like, that looks really cool. Yeah. Oh, it's based off a comic. I think I was. And I went out and it's based off like an American Canadian manga. Yeah, and I went out and bought them, and I just, I, I bought the one because like I'll see what it's like. I read it. I'm like, I'm going back and buying the rest of them because I don't want to stop reading. <laughs> and I just crushed through the whole thing, and it was fantastic. Yeah, like it's a it's a great. So you're right. so in, in a sense, yes, I was then still a part of the fanboy uh, population there. Yeah, so it was like it was really good, like great comic, and the movie is great and it's a lot of fun. But it 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 didn't like you weren't taking like your eight year old uh, to see that movie, right? And I'm fairly certain that that piece of crap because I remember someone pointing out because I think there's an internet meme that says something like. Um, like I'm sure they got all their money back in like the DVD sales, but they didn't yeah. get what they made back because it only made like I think I think it only made like 20 million the oh. entire the entire time it was in theaters. Oh. Um, and I I'm fairly certain there was an internet meme that said something like, "You remember that terrible? Like I never saw this movie because it looked terrible, but it was like it was another Ryan Reynolds movie." If I can rip on Ryan Reynolds one more time, it was that one R.I.P.D. Did you see that? Uh, yeah, I did see that. You saw that? Okay. Uh, well, I'm reading Wikipedia and they're saying Scott Pilgrim made thirty-one five, um, like thirty-one million, thirty-one five, which is not great because I don't think they got they got their budget back in that one because there's, there's no way that movie cost less than forty million to make with the CG yeah. and stuff that they had in it. Um. Yeah, there was an internet I mean that basically said R.I.P. Like Ryan Reynolds' complete piece of crap, R.I.P.D. Where it, they basically completely ripped off the plotline of Men in Black, but just made it like um, they were afterlife Ghostbusters instead yeah. of fighting aliens. It was like they completely did that. That movie made more money at the box office than Scott Pilgrim did, and there was an internet meme that said it, it showed like you know R.I.P.D. You know, made this much, and then Scott Pilgrim made this much, and, and it went. This is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, it, it's got that like cult oh. following, and like Scott Pilgrim's yeah. gonna live forever in, in like the cult, yeah, atmosphere, much like you know the Warriors and other movies have done, yeah, before absolutely. it. They are really gonna have trouble. I think, like, I I initially thought because I, I remember when I was ripping on Deadpool with Miller that, um. But like when the trailer first came out, I remember thinking like this movie is going to make four hundred million dollars because this character is so fucking popular. Yeah. And now that I think about it, I'm just like, it's the same studio. It's only going to be like four months removed from because it's coming out January, so it's oh, only yeah. gonna, it's only going to be about four months removed from this Fantastic Four stinker that the same studio put out. And it's going to be R-rated, so they're not going to be getting that Avengers money with, like, you know, yep. families taking them there. And I, don't, I just, I don't know, man. Because, like, and to be honest, it doesn't look that good. It doesn't look that good. It looks like a bunch of jokes that only seven-year-olds would laugh at. Or, like, yeah. like with, the, with the, you know, the intelligence of a seven-year-old. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, 
Yeah, I, I've really got to stop the pots from killing me <laughs> ripping on Deadpool at the end. I'll, I'll... <laughs> that was the only trailer I got, though. We got some oh, other okay. stupid... Uh, there was some other... Oh, God, I can't remember what it was, but it looked... Oh, it was that American Ultra. Have you seen that one? American Ultra. It's that uh, Jesse Eisenberg movie where, like, he plays some, like, stoner slacker that I guess is, like, a... a yes, a, I think we had that one as well. A sleeper. He's, like, a sleeper agent or yeah. something like that, and they wake him up, and then he just becomes, like, this... And it's, like, Kristen Stewart, who's terrible, and then Jesse Eisenberg, who I'm on the fence on, and Topher Grace, for some reason, is apparently... Oh, is he in it? He, yeah, he's he's, like, the government agent that's, like... Oh, I don't remember that. <laughs> um, in that, apparently, he's the government agent who's like, why did you activate this guy? <laughs> right? Like, you weren't supposed to. Or something oh, like geez. that. He was one of the loose cannon guys. Now we got to bring him in. And I was just like, oh, my God, that just doesn't look very good. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, it's too um, bad you guys didn't get the Goosebumps trailer. Yeah, the Goosebumps trailer would have been a lot of fun. Although I have seen that one on uh, that, 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 I have seen that nostalgia filled trailer on yeah. YouTube. So that's not too bad. Um, uh, Rob Callflesh, what is your overall grade to come full circle on Josh Trank's Fantastic Four? I think I'm going to stick to the my original assessment at the beginning of our talk at uh, Matt minus. So let's well, nobody else is here to say I took their ranking, so I'll go back to the school system. Uh, let's give it a C minus. C minus. See, I I would probably go. I could get C minus. Maybe that sounds about right. I'm yeah. thinking if it's not the thing is like, this. did I do it too high? Should it be a D plus? Like, no. Yeah. I could give, give it a C minus. It's either D plus or C minus. Like, because that's, I, that's I gave uh, it's in, right? Because I gave the 2005 one, like, it was either an F or it was a D minus. Like, I gave it a harsh grade, that the 2005 version. And I did like this one much better than the 2005 version. So, yeah, it, like it I'll is give, not. I'll give, I'll give it a C minus. I still, I yeah, like, I wish if one thing comes of this review of it, it's that it should not be fucking eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It is not eight percent bad. It is well, because you know what? I'll look up right now. What what the fucking Jessica Alba Fantastic Four is on Rotten Tomatoes? I'm gonna guess twenty, but I have no idea. <laughs> Well, Rise of the Silver Surfer is 37%. Okay, this movie was not worse than Rise of the Silver Surfer. <laughs> I will say that. So, like, it should be around, I'd say, 40%. Wait, so this is worse than Rise of the Silver Surfer? According to <laughs> according to Rotten Tomatoes, that is not... All I saw was a couple of scenes of Rise of the Silver Surfer, and I can't imagine it would have got higher than 8%. It is not worse. Yeah, okay, the Jessica Alba Fantastic Four, like, the 2005 one is 27% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Rise of the Silver Surfer is 37. This one is 8%. It is not worse than Rise of the Silver Surfer and Fantastic Four. It's not as fun, maybe, as... This This one was a lot more serious Yeah. in, in what they were doing. And I, the one thing I didn't, I don't think I had mentioned was you when you said like they cut it to uh, one year later, yeah. like to skip the montage, I thought that was a fantastic way of actually explaining how they're able to control their powers. Yeah, because we don't need... It's just like, we don't need to see them do their stupid things. No. Look, we know what we're doing now. We've been practicing. We've been locked away in this government facility, figuring shit out. It's 2015. Everybody knows these characters. Let's get on. It's the same reason I've been banging the drum yeah. 
forever of Spider-Man. Spider-Man. We don't yeah. need fucking to see him get bit by the radioactive yeah. spider and do with great power, great responsibility. In fact, I don't even want to see Peter Parker take off his mask and become Peter Parker. I want to see yeah. my ideal Spider-Man movie has like nobody has him never taking the mask off and nobody plays Peter Parker. We just have a voice, a guy yeah. voicing Peter Parker, which if you're like, like, look, Ryan Reynolds is going to play Deadpool, but Ryan Reynolds is only good. Once that suit comes on, that's not Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds isn't on set running around in a, I mean, maybe he is for some of the shots, but there's no way yeah. Ryan Reynolds is spending that entire movie. And if you're Ryan Reynolds, you're like, brilliant. All I have to do is show up. I can show up to a voiceover bo booth in my drawers and just like, <laughs> yeah. say my Deadpool lines, right? Yeah. Uh, but actually, with the Spider-Man stuff, because um, he's making an appearance in Civil War, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, because uh, um, Sony did turn the rights over. So it'll be interesting to see. Well, I guess they're going to have him take his mask off because, you know, that's kind of what Civil well, War is. Well, got that kid. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. I was going to say, it's like, maybe he won't take his mask off. Wait. Yeah. Spoilers for anybody. That's kind of a big plot point in uh, <laughs> in the Civil War, if they choose to follow that yeah. comic. Quick edit it and say spoiler before I spoke there. But yeah, yeah that's a... Uh... That, that came out in 2007. If you haven't... Spy okay, spoiler alert, but Spider-Man unmasks himself, and it's a huge plot point. On, he unmasks himself on national TV, and it's a huge plot point for the Civil War thing. Whether or not they choose to do that in the movies will remains to be seen. We will find out soon yeah. enough. I think that's a good way to go out. Um, so I don't know when we'll get you back on this, Rob, because uh, I bet so, you'll come on for. I bet you'll come on for some. Of the, also, yeah, I could. Yeah, you'll come on for some yeah. of the uh, football pods, I think, because we're going to be doing picks, right? And, and we'll come on and do our. Uh, I don't know if you'll be up here for. Uh, God, what is it? Uh, I don't. I don't know if you're up here the day uh, before the wedding because the day before the wedding is a Friday. Uh, that'll be and it'll be a Friday and there'll be football on Sunday. So we're gonna be we're gonna be uh, doing because it'll just be all the dudes at the house, right? Because uh, we'll be separating the girls from the guys for the wedding for obvious reasons, yeah. and we'll all be here at my place, and <laughs> we might do like a nine man pod. <laughs> Do my nightmare <laughs> studio football pod. We're all just drunkenly yelling out football picks. So if you're, if you're up and around for that, you could be a part of that. Yeah, I mean, that'd be a possibility. That'll be a fun treat. Um, so there you have it. I guess the definitive uh, Fantastic Four review uh, from the crossover podcast. Uh, fear not, sports fans, because we're going to be back next week. Uh, Craig Needles will be back. We're going to do our. Um, we're going to do two parts next week. Because you're actually going to get not one, but two uh, NFL podcasts next week because we're going to record the AFC and the NFC as separate podcasts. Because, quite frankly, I could go, I could talk for an hour and a half about just what the Niners have done this offseason. What an abysmal thing that they've done. Should I be listening to those to get all my fantasy football information? I don't know how much. <laughs> you, I mean, you can if you think you're going to get some sneak interview, but we're just going to be doing over-under. So we're honestly probably just going to, I mean, gotcha. you'll hear us say stuff like, what the hell are they going to do with CJ Spiller <laughs> and stuff like that? But right. I, uh, other than that, I don't think it's not going to be fantasy heavy, but we'll probably, you know, say some random fantasy stuff, but you're going to let out your secrets. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can all sabotage you guys. <laughs> what happened? I don't know. Uh, anyway, Rob Coughlesh, thanks for doing this. Thanks for coming out. That's the, uh, thanks for having me back. No problem. Anytime. And, uh, and that puts a capper on the, 
fantastic for review. Take care, everybody.